Here we go. He definitely, Ooh, okay. What's the name of our show? Cat. Podcast? Uh, star Warp Factor star, Fun. Star, fisting and Farts. Oh, that's such a better name. What was it? What was it? Warp Factor Fun. We've we've said that before. Have not we about have. yeah, it's it's a, it is a I also think I suggested it in jest when we first started, but I think You suggested it with a uh, J. You know what's really unfortunate? I was talking about our podcast with a friend of mine. Yeah, and it was we, unfortunate. You guys had nothing better to talk about. Truth. And we realized, oh no, a star to steer her by would be the, a great name for a podcast for astrologists. Mm. So if anyone out there is looking for, you know, their their astrology predictions and general nonsense, no, go, go away. Or if anybody buy the rights for the name from us. Mercury is in retrograde. That's why you're all whatever. Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, an astrology podcast. <laughs> I am Jake, and I'm a Libra. Joining me are Chris, and I think I'm a fire sign. This is Ames. Uh, my sign is yield. <laughs> I'm Caitlin, Cancer Sun, Leo Moon, Leo Ascending. And I'm a rat in Chinese astrology. Oh, I'm the tiger. Anyway. Meow. Well, today we'll be talking about our horoscopes. Ooh. My horoscope told me that I would be seeing friends today my horoscope told me it turned out to be absolutely untrue oh wow. i would i would be dissatisfied by some star trek episodes oh, oh. Uh, my my horoscope says that it's important to take care of my emotional health today wow it's every day you yeah. say that fucking I mean, every you know, day fucking horoscopes just, just, just get this out of the way in case it wasn't obvious this is an astrology podcast Fuck astrology. If you believe in astrology, fuck you. And uh, wow, we're actually about st- we're actually about Star Trek. And if you don't like Star Trek, fuck you. Yeah, if you don't like Star Trek, you've come to the right place. Because neither do we, as you'll soon find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so you're saying we started Enterprise, eh? Hey, oh. Now, this week we are talking about two episodes of Enterprise, not Star Trek Enterprise. Yet. Oh, that's right, yes. Just, just, just Enterprise. Enterprise. What, Really? It's yeah. just called Enterprise. We talked about this last we week. Talked yeah, about this. It's, it's just called Enterprise. Because they were afraid people wouldn't watch if they put the Star Trek on, on the let, front of it. Because Star just, Trek's for nerds. Let me just stop you right there. I don't listen to a fucking word any of you say. <laughs> Fair. Understood. Yeah. Is she talking again? I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about two episodes. Fight of Flight? Did oh, I Fight Did or... I? No. Damn it. Fuck me. Fight or Flight? Is it of or or? Or. Great. Good. We finally jumped over this fence. And Strange New World. First up, in Fight or Flight, we're hanging out on the holodeck and... Is What's this the happened? one with, with, uh, with da Leonardo da Vinci? Mm, he's doing oh, a flying I get machine. It. I get the joke. Janeway bangs him and he goes, Katarina! Not a very good joke. <laughs> it's a great joke. It did, like, it did get Jake to say Katarina. Wait, I gave you the wrong card. I, I think the astrology that. joke I, I, was I better. I want that card again. Oh my fucking lord. Because it has lots of the... Uh, it has zero. two words on it because there's nothing that happens All right, so anyway, in this fucking episode. <laughs> this episode aired October 3rd, 2001. That's oh, wow. important information. Almost That's exactly true. 22 years ago. Exactly. Very very, very appropriate timing. We learn uh, some new words, which I'm sure will come up later. I'm not going to tell you about them now. But basically, here's what went down. Um, <laughs> we didn't need the card at all. Fuck you. Nope. 
So we're 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 out flying around doing what we do on Star Trek, searching desperately for first contact. Yeah, yeah. The Everyone, movie. Everyone's bored. Everyone's bored to fucking tears because it turns out there's not much in space. It's Including a lot of space. I mean, the most we've done is we've stolen a specimen, a slug from someplace. Hoshi, you bitch. Hoshi <laughs> is in love with this thing, but it's dying. So great, good job. Yes, you stole a life form and are killing it. Morons. <clears throat> and Trip's not having a great time because he wants to be out having adventures. But we finally, we come across uh, a, like a derelict ship. <gasps> Interesting. Finally. So we're like, ooh, let's check it out. Maybe they're friends. And well, no, there's nobody home. So let's just board it. Why not? Check out so, their board game section. So we, we, we board the ship. And we're wandering around. We brought Hoshi because, you know, we as we learned last week, she's... Completely useless on oh, the away oh. mission. Does Trip get to come? No, no, of course <gasps> he not. He got to come last week. In fact, they, they wouldn't let Mayweather come because Trip was so important. Well, that's the thing. He came a bit too much last hey. week. Oh. It, uh, in that decomp- uh, there's a little extra gel in the decompression chamber. Ew. Gross. Um, Semen. Yes, the <laughs> one. So anyway, we're, we're wandering around the ship. No one's home. And then we find that there's a room and... Hoshi like looks up and she's like, "Oh my God! There's a bunch of bodies from the ceiling, and they're all being drained out of their blood or something." Lymph? That's about right, honestly. Wasn't it lymph? Yeah, some kind no. of lymph. comparable to stuff in the human lymphatic system. They're, they're juiced. So basically, they find a bunch of dead bodies that are being juiced by a juicing machine. Mm, delicious. And they're like, "Well, kale. well, you know what? How about some rainbow chard?" Um. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, there's this whole thing where, like, at first, you're like, nah, we shouldn't bother boarding this ship. And then they're like, and then they leave, and because T'Pol's like, nah, procedure oh, yeah. says we can't, we shouldn't board the vessel. T'Pol is the biggest bitch in the world. And, and Archer's like, yeah, no, but but I want to. And she's like, well, you shouldn't. So they leave, and then Archer's like, you know what, fuck T'Pol. So then they go back, and then they board the ship. I do what I well, want, no, they, they says do, Archer. They do board it. But then she's like, they don't help probably they just, just leave the corpse. Oh, is that there. what? Did I get that mixed yeah. up? Yeah, okay. she did. No, she did both. Okay. She was like, well, let's not go near it. Well, yes, but they didn't. They didn't leave at yeah. first. They just told her to go fuck herself. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so spirit. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Spirit. Some people just won't go near it. Wow, that's a that's deep the theme. God. That's the theme song from Ghostbusters Two. It is. Word. Um, watch, we, watch, we watch Ghostbusters too. So anyway, yeah. So okay, yeah, you're right. Yep, they leave, and then Archer's like, "No, my but my conscience. Uh, I got to go back and help these people that are dead, obviously." So they go back, and they're like, "Oh, maybe we'll find out where they came from." So let's try to interpret their computers. And, and Hoshi, why don't you try to figure out how to speak this language you've never heard before? And that's, in, in five minutes. In five minutes, <laughs> literally. So while they're on the ship trying to check it out, get it fixed up, figure out where these people came from. What do you know? Another ship shows up, and it's a big fucking scary monster ship. They love lymph. And they're like, and they're like, and they're just salivating at the thought of drinking some sweet, sweet human juice. Um, Kale and chard, semen. Yeah, they love lymph. So we have this kind of like. There's just all of this B plot where Reed is trying to get the torpedoes working, Barely. and he just really sucks at it. And like, here's the thing: the Enterprise is like such a piece of junk compared to every other ship in space that they're shooting torpedoes at this enemy ship, it and it's it just like literally bouncing off. It's fucking terrible. I thought it was pretty funny. So finally, you know, so they're about to get you know completely destroyed and then drunk by these uh, these aliens. 
And they got him in a tractor beam, which they've never seen anything like this before. Ooh, um, that's fun. And um, they're like, man, we really are in over our heads in this outer space business. <laughs> and then another third ship shows up. And now this one is the same type of people that were in the juicer. Delicious. And looking for their friends. And oh. then they call up and then we have a not very interesting language barrier scene where, you know, they're just shouting their language and Hoshi has to translate. Oh, the computer can't translate it fast enough, so I have to do it by myself. Whoa. And then she manages to convince them that no, we're not the people that juiced your 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 friends. It's actually these assholes that are trying to, to kill us. So turns out that the other guys are friends and they end up uh, shooting the the bad guys that and that frees the enterprise and then they have a nice little chat off screen. We don't actually meet them. Archer just puts it in his log. We they, learn their name. They the an Axar or something? Axanar. Axanar. You were close though. I wouldn't have guessed anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. He did look at the card. I have several I times. did look at the card before and I vaguely remembered what it said. But I also remember that because there was a uh, there was a Fan, fan film, film like, called yeah. Axanar that was oh. a thing. At a Any point. good? No, Better. no. There's a long, long, complicated history with that that I shall not bore everyone with right now. Uh, yeah. Later then. But anywho, yeah. And oh, and then and just to top it off. Oh, the slug. Yeah. So <laughs> so because there's this whole this whole st- there's, the whole episode is really this fucking Hoshi struggling again with do I belong out here in space? And then they have this really fucking heavy-handed thing with the slug where it's like oh well you're gonna be just you're gonna be just fine when your new environment (laughs) so we bring her we bring the slug to a planet and we deposit this invasive species yeah on a planet it may Um, not survive and it probably will die or it'll either die horribly poison another animal it'll, it'll eat all of the vegetation and choke out the ecosystem on this planet yeah they're fools Flocks, you monster, you fucking monster flocks. Yeah. yeah. And also the the fucking like metaphor they're trying to make with this slug monster, it doesn't work. It doesn't equate to fucking Hoshi. Like if they wanted to it to be a oh, things will be okay in your new environment, Hoshi, then the slug should have gotten better. Yeah. And and stayed with them and then she'd have a pet. That's how you wrap that up if you want that metaphor to work. Dinguses. Who wrote this shit? Mm-hmm. Did Mayweather do a goddamn thing? Uh, the answer for the remainder of the series is no. <laughs> As I've said before, it I feel... It tells a story in the next episode. Ugh. And he does have that one focus episode. But no, no they, they, they horrifically underutilize Anthony Montgomery. It's, it's really quite I know, tragic. You, you can never even tell, like, is he good or not? Like, we, you never know. You'll never know. Because they don't let him do anything. He, he might do less. Like... Proportionally, obviously, because there's less series overall. But he might do less than Troy. Does he do less than Uhura? That's tough. Ooh. Right? Are you counting Isn't the, it? Well, are you counting the movies? She does oh, do some does things do, in the she movies. Does she does stuff st- in the movies. She does dance at all. She does stuff uh, Mr. Adventure into a closet. Yeah, Mr. Not Adventure, this isn't going to be a horror week, but <laughs> both of those are going to be on the uh, list, I'm certain. Not knowing how to speak Klingon. Man, I got all kinds of ammo for when we do that week. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get ahead of this. Good, get it. Before Run. before the, 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 the slap fest or whatever starts, because the very poorly done metaphor of the slug, the slug. aside, yes, yes. I actually like this one a lot. A lot? Well, because this, this, maybe just because last week was so, good God, I forgot how 
crappy the opening was. But I could probably watch a whole episode that was literally just them dealing with the fact that all their shit is broken. And that could have been the whole plot, and I would have been just like, this is great. That's funny. They, they've done things that are... Because, you know, this was a very slow episode, because literally the point of it for the, for the first at least half was there's nothing going on. Yeah. And the thing is, like, sure, you could do that. We did that with Family, and we did that with Data's Day, an episode in which we just watched Data have a day. I'm having a brain fart. Which one was Family? Family's the one where eventually Card. Picard rolls in the mud. Yeah, he goes to Earth. Oh, I'd argue a lot. Exactly. A decent amount happens in that. We meet the we meet Worf's folks. Yeah, I'd say more. But yeah, Data's Day is a good example. Yeah, Data's Day is a day, uh, you know, just a normal stuff happening. In this episode, normal stuff happening, but this is also your second episode of your show. That's true. That's it's maybe not a great... It's a very strange placement, considering last episode it was, you know, adventure, let's go out there and meet new people. The whole, this whole episode, they're just so ready to meet new people, mm. and they're so tense that they haven't met new people. And T'Pol is so bitchy and yeah. saying, like, no, you're not going to meet new people. We don't care. We don't, Vulcans don't give a shit about meeting new people, so fuck you guys. I think they would have been better, sir, because I, yeah, I agree there's a good episode here, potentially, uh, I, I really like the idea of the, man, we really don't know what the fuck we're doing in the, yeah, outer space. That's what I kind of love. We're, we're in just, over our heads. They were like, they weren't ready for the fact that like, you know, like Archer's even just like, or is it Archer? One of them is like, we're at warp five. We should be meeting people. It's like, it's space. <laughs> it is super empty, guys. I think T'Pol even says like. One um, in 46,000 planets or something. Yeah. Like, like they, they were the going. The numbers in, are against you still. Yeah, you're going out super gung ho, which is great, but you are. Like, I, I mentioned it briefly last week, but like, everyone's kind of jerks in their own special way. Like, Ditto. T'Pol can be kind of condescending, but also they're being a little, like, stupid. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. you are being. Like, there's a fine line between enthusiasm and just just ignoring reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy that aspect of just like, they're like, why aren't we meeting people every 10 seconds? Because that's always been Star Trek. And this is, this is I feel like, embracing a prequel in a good, not a bad way. Because there's going to be examples of both throughout the rest of the show. But just this thing of just like, oh, um, holy shit, we don't know what we're doing. And it's as basic as, again, just like, oh, right, there's going to be, there's probably so much downtime that we normally don't see in Trek. It's always just kind of understood. And actually seeing it, seeing them all kind of like go a little fucking stir crazy because of mm. it was, was I enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed um, that. And I also, you know, I think the kind of creepiness of the derelict ship yeah. was pretty well done. The reveal of the bodies was well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, you know, just the body horror aspect yeah, that's always a good time. I even appreciated, like, again, I could have done without the metaphor of the slug. Yeah. But just the fact that there's, you know, still kind of deal. Like, they didn't just do the, well, Hoshi's all set now after one episode thing. Mm. Like, she's probably going to be all set now after this. I don't remember. But, like, hey, something took more than just one episode to resolve. See, I thought they only brought her on board to deal with the Klingon issue. I didn't realize from that, from the pilot, that her role was to this whole journey and not well, just for this particular mission. I, my impression of her in the pilot was that she was already supposed to be on in Archer's crew. Like, she was already the... Come off the, the yeah. linguist oh, or whatever. Oh, it was just that they were leaving early. They were leaving early, that and that's why he had to get her 
to leave okay, school. Okay, I understand that. In that Although, case. admittedly, it is a little vague, because on the one hand, like, they left a little early, but I'm not sure if how big the mission was going to be regardless, just because, like, at the end, Archer was like, hey, so we're already out here, so fuck it! Mm. Like, I'm not sure if he's just in the sense of, like, well, you started early, but just go with the mission as it was planned, or this counts as a shake. Maybe they were originally just going to do a shakedown and come back, but they're like, this is good enough for a shakedown. Just keep going. Going, going back would take more time. We're, we're out here now. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it's, it's cool. And I think that there's a lot of potential for, you know, for running into interesting stuff. Yeah. So I, I like, I do like the idea, as you were saying, Chris, that, yeah, it's not the nonstop adventure necessarily that they might have or they or we might have expected problem is where it's placed in the series is the mm-hmm. second episode yeah, is admittedly that's yeah and also not. because it's the second it means these writers no clue who these characters are yet they true. didn't even know who the actors that were going to play them would be Ooh, so they're they're true. writing very blind they don't know how cute trip is yet because they haven't cast the character mm-hmm. uh so they're they're it's almost like what was the yeah? It's also like, almost like when when they put naked uh, now in um, TNG when mm. they let's let's explore these characters by showing you kind of what they're repressing. But with this, it's let's show these characters when they have absolutely nothing to do. Mm. Well, I mean, we I feel like we got pretty good insight on to Paul and you know how frigid she is. Well, we knew that. Yeah, but now we know that she's even worse than we expected. I mean, um, I, yeah, I tell you it's, it's like yeah, she can be less condescending about it, but she's a Vulcan. Vulcan neutral is condescending. Like she frequently if you get past the deeply condescending part has a point. Mm. It never even occurred to me before this like cuz again, we just kind of take for granted. You scan every ship you come across. She's like some cultures might not like that. I'm like, oh yeah, they do just kind of scan without asking permission a lot. But then Vulcans go in and scan, as we'll see in the next episode. Yeah. Well, and also, like, how did the Vulcans make first contact with Earth? They were scanning it. The system, that's oh. different. L- loopholes, see? They were Vulcans lo- are very good lawyers. Mm. But yeah. not as good as Cardassians. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, I could have done without the whole slug thing. That was yeah, this, like, and also like there were so many just weirdly written, paste, and shot scenes. Yeah, and the the what prime example was that one in Medical Bay where Flax and Hoshi are chatting about the slug, but also talking about her, you know, feeling out of place on the ship and wanting to go home. And they keep just rough cut, go back to flip to one conversation, rough cut, flip to the other conversation, and it felt like it it was a scene patched together out of parts. It does, it does. And it was abrasive. A frankenstein. Well, and, and even having, like, Phlox basically just outright say at the end of the scene, like, oh. the slug is a metaphor, I get it, you stupid bastards, is like, it's like, well, at least Phlox gets that this is dumb. Phlox is the weirdest man alive. Very weird. I can't, like, and I can't he get a good snips, beat on him. Like, he's he so weird. He the crew! Yes! I, I don't, oh my god! No sniffing! The impression I'm under is less that, I, I assume, like to Paul, he just has very sensitive... Nope, he's a sniffer. No, he's a sniffer. He's, he looks at a couple and just intuits, they're gonna bang later. Do you, are they actually flocks? You don't know. You're just being a fucking creeper. No, I don't will, will they let me watch... Who wrote this? Berman? God damn it! Denobulans well, are he's weird. He's involved, isn't he? Is he is. Him he's and Brandon, Brandon Brana, Brad, 
Bragging Brahmas. What? Boston Brahms. Who's the, who's the... Brandon Bragger. That's it. Thank you. She's got it. She knew what I was talking about. But I thought you were talking about Flocks. Flocks is not fucking Brandon Braga. No, no I was we talking about... We don't know who's fucking who. I'm just saying a fictional character isn't fucking Brandon Braga. No, I was you saying it wasn't Rick Berman involved. And what's his oh. name? Yes. And Ames was with me. And the answer was yes to both. But yeah, and then at the end, when I was watching this, like, I, well, have you guys not seen the episode of The Simpsons with the bullfrog? Right. Don't. Like, it's bad enough you just took it. Now you've put, like, let's hope it's not pregnant or reproduces asexually or I mean with any luck the minute well, they left life finds a way some so. sort of space hawk it's just radioactive. came down and murdered it and ended that problem yeah but then the space hawk got poisoned by it and spread its poison to all its other space hawk friends and yeah because it's never just the slug the slug is going to be covered in all kinds of weird bacteria there's going to be shit. some kind of fucking lower decks that reveals that this caused some sort of thing oh there was also I read thems. We see the dog loves to eat cheese, and I'm sure that dog shits fucking everywhere. Dude, can we talk about how crunchy all the food is? Crunchy cheese? The cheese is crunchy. The potatoes are crunchy. Are you upsetting are with, upset with like the foley work on it, or I didn't notice well, the cheese crunching. Or they're crunching. fucking serving them crunchy fucking cheese and potatoes. I'm hoping it's the yeah. Foley. The, the potatoes were definitely crunchy. I didn't realize the cheese was crunchy. Yeah, I wondered if it was because Flox didn't know how to prepare potatoes for himself. Or no, he what? got it from he got it from the resequencer. I was gonna say he didn't prepare them. Maybe the resequencer that like, sucks. It, like the technology is not quite there yet, so Which, everything yeah. just kind of has a similar. If that's what they're going for, texture. that's good. But I have a feeling that's not what they were going. No, for. I think I think it's probably just bad. Or he asked for it under. But I feel like there's one point where I was thinking that I was like, "Why are we eating al dente potatoes?" I think after Archer feeds Porthos some of the cheese, he takes a big bite of cheese, and it's all crunch. Uh, I was I very would, upset. I I did rewind though, just to watch Porthos follow. Uh, Scott Bakula. Oh, that was, very, was very cute. cute. That was quite cute. Porthos, Porthos is adorable. Great dog acting. A plus. Best dog. Also, speaking of, of food, Archer, Tripp, and Paul have dinner together at the smallest table on the fucking <clears throat> ship. It's a small ship. It's a small ship, but it was, it's considering, I don't think I brought this up last week, but I'm going to bring it up now. Perfect segue. Look at me go. This is the first Trek series in 16 by 9 instead of 4 by 3. So they've mm. got the extra width. And... I guess during the pilot, they didn't know what aspect ratio they were filming in. Oh, so the poor, the poor director basically had to always be choosing which like shots that would look good in both. Well, they I feel like oh, for a long time in the early 2000s, until probably like 2009 or 2010, most shows were shot that way. Not because they didn't know. Because it, so it could be both? Because most people didn't have widescreen TVs. Oh. Like most TVs, you know tube televisions that were it's sold true. you know were, were still the old race so most most shows were filmed in such a way that they could be cropped mm. for for four by three interesting see now they just put the bars on the sides yeah but they they wouldn't have done that because again even tvs were too small like in 2000 then. like in 2001 i'm sh- like there were many shows i'm sure that were not even filming in widescreen yet oh yeah just because the not. majority of televisions at the time weren't, weren't okay. wide and sd was still a standard for a while yeah, I mean, HD broadcast television, I don't even know if it was a readily available. 
I don't think so. I think it was that was definitely the era where sports channels probably. That's probably where it started for certain. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed this shit because you know whenever I'm grabbing screen grabs for the Tumblr blog, hey, check out our Tumblr blog. It's great, dude. People are loving our Tumblr blog. I'm glad. I'm glad people people are loving it. But you know because I'm constantly looking up screenshots and I try to be consistent and I'm like, oh goddamn it, Enterprise is a different size than all the other ones. The new shows are all like fucking four by one. They're all so fucking goddamn wide. The movies are all very wide. to do some cropping and then you realize like oh yeah all the earlier shows they're tight they're so squares. whenever whenever people are talking they're usually pretty close together but now that you know it's a little wider they're still just as close together so it's yeah, yeah. it's a little I think bit it's probably it's because they were conscious of of the broadcast standard that makes sense to me what's now. interesting is so the earlier shows were filmed in in wide format. Right. I think we, th- think we saw that in the documentary, the DS9 documentary. Think, yeah, maybe. But they were all filmed uh, in, the, in the wider format. And for TNG, when they were remastering it, they had to decide, because they were going back to the original negatives, they had to decide, like, oh, should we do this in widescreen? Because we're going to do an HD remaster. Mm-hmm. So should we do it in widescreen or should we retain the original? Um, they retain the original, right? They retain the original. Because otherwise nerds would... Well, not, not that's not the only reason. Like, obviously, yeah, they wanted it to be accurate, but also because it was filmed for you know standard television size at the time, they would compose their shots that way. Mm-hmm. So not only was like all the action happening though, but there was like they wouldn't worry about like yeah. equipment you got or a gap boom right operator, yeah. you know. Well, and that was actually sort of an infamous problem when they remastered or re-released at some point Buffy. Because they'd done the same thing where they filmed wide, but actually, you know. See, these days, like, the, the removing people from screens is, like, the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. So. But then when they did the re-release, they're like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it wide. <laughs> but didn't look carefully. So, like, there are episodes, and I think they f- went back and fixed it or something. I'm How no Buffy expert. But, like, yeah, there were just episodes where because they'd done this sort of willy-nilly, you could see boom mics and shit. In this re-release. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was just kind of standard for a lot of shows, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Well, I think it's probably because of the availability of film stock. Yeah. a lot of these were shot on film, and they probably were just using... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just whatever they sell. Just crop it later. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, plus you have the extra information, too. You can, like... So if something's not framed just right, you can just pan and scan it to fix to fix a framing the issue. The old pen scan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would explain that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I was trying to try to remember when my family got an HD television, and I want to say it was like 2005 before they had like my dad bought a Sony rear projection monstrosity that was <laughs> sort of HD. Neat. I want to jump to the, the 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 thing because it's interesting for an early episode to focus mostly. If there was a focus this episode, it was on Hoshi. Mm. And the whole scene with her doing the translation with the Axanar guy mm. was the least <clears throat> tense fucking scene. And Archer even says at one point when, when she's like, I don't know what to do. And he says, things can't get much worse yeah. in the most boring fucking scene. And I'm like, it's, are things worse? I, I see no stakes. Even as these enemy ships are, are boring into your, your, your hull and whatnot. Mm. I'm like, there's... There's nothing happening. Yeah. It was somehow dull. That, even if there were stakes, they'd have been crunchy. Right? 
And probably way overcooked. I will, yeah, that scene definitely, like, did feel a little bit like, ooh, we ran short. Stretch this one out. Like, they even did, they didn't even write new pages. They just, the director was just there kind of doing that, Talk longer. Yeah, I think that's literally what it was. I think they just, they just extended the cut. Yeah. Like a stretch arm strong. Well, thank God, because I'm so sick of Hoshi being a whiny bitch. (laughs) Why did it have to be so long? Bad writing. Yeah, there was a or bad, yeah, bad episode break. planning. I don't know. And it's not even that the idea is bad. The idea is fine. It was just, it just didn't need to be something bad. about the episode dragged. Yeah. yeah. See, overall, I thought again, I, I enjoyed it well enough. Again, it was flawed, but overall, I enjoyed it. But I also, you know, as a caveat, I, I spent like a big chunk of my Saturday in Starfield just surveying a planet. Garfield. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it's the new space game, and honestly, like, I I hadn't been following a lot of the build up to it. I'd never even heard of this. So it's the new Bethesda RPG. It's it's science fiction. It's it's fun, but I didn't even realize about sort of a major hook to the game until about twenty hours in, because I'd mostly been running around scanning shit. So. That caveat there, I guess. That's true. You are, you are Chris. You're you are, you are the, you're the side quest champion. Oh, some of these weren't even like official side quests. I was just on a planet and being like, what kind of rock is that? Ooh, aluminum. Oh Damn. yes, it's like how I play The Sims. Oh yeah, I have to just spend literal days having my character walk around to find all the things. I got so many levels just from scanning rocks. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to bring up from my notes is so... This seemed to be, like, if there was any conflict between Archer and T'Pol, it was because Archer wasn't really... Archer was just doing what T'Pol wanted, effectively. Like, when she says, we should leave the ship there and, and go, and then he does, and then the big turn is when he decides, no, wait a minute, that's not what my decision would have been. Why did, <laughs> why did I do what she said? And then the, he does the big speech, the big mm-hmm. heroic speech, the music swells because Archer changed his mind. Archer's kind of a douche in these Push two episodes. Over. Oh, no, jerk. He's a jerk. He's a jerk, too. Oh, no. Because, like, he made a decision... And then he got mad at other people because he made that decision. And like, I get, all right, you're kind of... this isn't the decision I wanted to. You're the captain. Make a no... Like, you, did, you make the decisions, asshat. And like, all right, fine. It's not fair to get mad at T'Pol for the decision he made. But you can kind of get it because he based it on advice she gave him. Again, it was his choice to take her advice. But then he's getting mad at Trip too. And Trip is just like, I'm just eating dinner. Trip. Fuck you! And in the next one, he's a jerk at one point. We can get to that then. I forgot what a jerk he could be. I really hope they calm that down soon. Mm. Fucking water polo fan weirdo. <laughs> also, to to the... I, this is a question I had, the, the missiles bouncing off ships. Nice. I assume the idea is because, like, the timer isn't set right, right? Yeah, I was something wrong with the detonator. Oh, right. it was a den- it detonator. That makes sense. Well, he told you he could hit the broadside of a bomb if it was standing still, but blah, yeah. blah, 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 Well, because I think it's easy to forget, at least for me, that, like, the idea of a missile, or torpedo even, is that not that it explodes on impact. You do actually have, like, a detonator, and that's all part of the whole thing, is, like, you don't just point it and go. You gotta point it, say you should get there at this point, so explode now. And I think that's that's because so often in in fiction it just seems like they're exploding impact and they are yeah. they are not because if they were they wouldn't make it out of the fucking launch tube. Well, also like 
even if it was a faulty timer, it also just seems like there was nothing that they were going to be able to throw at that other ship. That's true. It seemed right. way more exactly. powerful. Yeah. Like, Sluggo. Throw Sluggo at it. Because well, I did. I love that, too. No triple at all. Again, Archer kind of being a prick when, like, it looks like it's actually working this time, and then the aliens blow it out of the sky with their phaser, and he gives Reed a look, and even Reed kind of shrugs like, what? This wasn't on fucking me. They got better guns. You Yankee prick. Yeah, Archer pissed me off in these episodes. Yeah, Archer, I mean, Archer to me right now is just kind of boring. Or a jerk. Well, the thing is, they're trying so hard to make him more, like, bigger than he is, and I think it's just, that's not what the character wants yeah, to be. I don't think the character wants to be, I don't think, I don't know what I think about uh, Bacula. Because again, like I said last week, I, I do like Bacula in other things. Not, I'm still not loving him in this. I again, it, 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 I could be wrong. I remember they eventually start writing to his strengths. I just don't know if I'm right, and if I am right, I forget how long it takes. Hmm. Oh, and I know we talked about these in a blog post, but the spacesuits are here and they're fun. Oh yeah, I, I do like the EV suits. They're yeah, very cute. Pretty good. I like the shuttle. The shuttle pods very cute. How does that docking arm work? Slowly. They, yes. That's, Until yes. it works quickly. Like yeah. They don't have a bay. They just fly into it. It's okay. Position yourself under the arm. Wait so it's for like, the arm it's to like, grab you. It's like a mech suit, so there's somebody standing there in like a catcher's mitt pose, like just ready to scoop the ship. I will say, actually, that's another thing I do like, and you know, we'll see more of this throughout the series, is just the fact that like so much less stuff is just boop a few buttons and let the magic computers do it. There is that sense of like, again, it's still nowhere near as complicated as actual space docking is now because it's still an incredibly <laughs> delicate operation. But things are a bit trickier for them, you know? It's, it's less automatic. You know what you know What irritated me? And this is just a, you know, just a stupid thing that irritated me, I guess. So they dock. They have this big, long docking sequence scene. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the garage door closes, they leave the pod. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, how long would it actually take to pressurize that shuttle bay? Good yeah, point. that cavernous like, room. It would probably point. take like 20 minutes or something to pressurize that bay. Because they don't have the air shield like the newer no. shuttle bays. No, so you would think that this ship would actually probably have like an air lock or something. Mm. Um, well... We've forgiven a lot from Star Trek through the years. This That's is true. probably the one of the less... For all we know, they just have really good pumps in the future. Yeah, did yes. you want to wait the extra 20 minutes to depressurize that room change? Even I don't want to do that. And I scanned aluminum well, for three was, hours. You know, they were, they were actively under attack at the time. It would be great if, like, you know, the whole the ship's under attack and it just keeps cutting to the people in the shuttle, like, looking at their watch. Girl from Ipanema's playing in Muzak form. Mm-hmm. If he had to, like, try to command from the pod over comms... You know, that could have been, if written well, interesting, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if written well is the huge Not caveat. Not dynamic at all. Chris, what would you say Scott Bakula's uh, strengths are? Captain Dad. Like, once they start writing him as the father of a bunch of unruly children in a station wagon, mm-hmm. it gets better. I like him with Porthos so far. I don't like him in any other situation. Right. When they realize, have great when they realize right? I think that's what it is. They realize his his chemistry with Porthos is for the best. They're like, all right, just just have him act like everyone around him is Porthos. Give them cheese. Yes. Crunchy weird cheese. Crunchy Part of me weird also potatoes. Wonders how the show would have been different if they had gone with like hatch style doors instead of pocket doors. What? Huh? Like submarine doors. Oh, oh. 
like the mo- like all the rooms have like the like the standard sliding pocket door. Yeah, yeah. But they take longer, and the sound effect is different. You notice that? Yes, yes. They're cheaper and young and crappier technology. But I'm like, hmm. They went with like some of the submarine aesthetic on the bridge. I don't know. I think it would been kind of neat if they had like these doors with that had like handles on them and shit. You want them to run around pretending to be seamen? Yeah. Anyway, could have repurposed some of the old DS9 round doors. Mm. Oh, those are huge, though. True. Shall we? Yeah, is Archer? I remember the, the opening of Archer in this uh, in the next episode is also very strange. Like it was just weirdly acted. Him hearing a squeak, telling tell us. Okay, about that it, was James. this one. I meant to ask about that. I'm pretty sure it's that one. Here's a squeak. I don't remember this at all. So you're gonna have to tell us about that part. Pretty sure it's this one. We can discuss the squeak either way after. Yeah, All right, we'll well, I'm, I'm going to leave it out of the synopsis. Damn it. Because I don't so important. remember. We just, we just synopsized the squeak. It's fine. All right. So next up, we have Strange New World. And not to be confused with Strange New Worlds, a better series. Or the or Strange New Worlds, the title, or the, the, the pilot episode of Strange New Worlds. God damn it, Star Trek, they're stop so, it. They're bad at this. They're really bad at this, guys. Anyway, this episode aired October the 10th of oh. 2001. So we're tooling around space. There may or may not have been a squeak. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I don't know why that was so funny. But we, uh, but again, everyone's lamenting how we ain't done nothing cool, and we meet two crewmen. Um, we ain't done shit. We ain't done shit. But good news, it's time to kill our first red shirt. Hooray! No, nobody died. Oh no, he didn't. That's right. Came oh, close. Shit, it might have been in fight or flight. Hang on, I'll find out what his squeak was. Okay. Like Archie. Anyway, so boringly. so we we're, we're hanging out with these two crew people that are kind of kind of ticked off because they're lower decks and they're like, oh, no one ever tells us what's going on. And then they look out the window and they're like, it's a planet. Uh, so they look at and indeed we're orbiting a planet. And then we go to the bridge and and they're like, yeah, it's a cool planet. And to, and to Paul's like, yes, it's a um a class planet. It's on the card. Minshara. A Minshara class planet, which means. It's suitable for human life, and Archer's like, great. I think I'll call it a Class M planet for short. <sighs> Read alert. <laughs> Read alert. Let's all, let's all go to the planet. Let's all go to the planet. Let's all go to the planet and have some hallucinations. That's uh, good. So we do go down to the planet. Uh, we do have some hallucinations. And it seems like it's an idyllic planet. Garden of Eden type planet right everything's beautiful but a storm's a brewing so anyway they i can't remember why they decided to stay there but marsupials there are nocturnal marsupials living on the planet and t'pol wants to observe them that's they're, why they stay they're very cute they stay there because the uh, the, the rest of the team took the shuttle pod back to the ship right so yeah hey. so archer and the, hey. and some and the dog go back to the ship meanwhile t'pol the two lower decks people. I can't remember the dude's name. The ladies. It's on the card. Cutler. It's on the fucking card. Nova, Novakovic. No, Nova Novak. Ko- Novak. No, it's Novakovic. To Paul. Oh yeah, somebody else is Novak. Sorry. To Paul, Trip, and Mayweather all hang out on the planet. But then storms are brewing, and we got to go f- seek shelter. We're gonna hang out in these shitty tents, but it doesn't. That doesn't go well. It doesn't stand up to the storm. But we managed to escape some caves, and while we're in the caves, we start seeing some creepy shit. Little, you know, people moving out of the corner of our eyes and things like that. So 
we think we're not alone on this on this planet. There might be people here that may or may not be mean. Novakovich is stuck outside in the storm. Yeah, where did, when did he leave? He just, he what just, the fuck, guy? Buddy system, morons. Um, so they managed to beam him up, <laughs> but because the transporter sucks so bad, like a bunch of debris from the storm gets embedded in his body. And they never address that part of this ever again. Well, they show him, like, with... You know, they show him when he's better-ish. They're like, oh, I guess this is just a thing that happens when we transport now. Yeah. Don't transport in wind is the answer. What about a snowstorm? Um, nope. Not unless you want to have snow cone mouth. It's the official transporter disease. Snow cone mouth. Please continue the synopsis. Uh, anyway, we're stuck in this cave and everyone's hallucinating. Except to Paul, she's not really having that big a problem. But Trip's really seeing shit. <laughs> And he's convinced himself that T'Pol has been colluding with some aliens to kill them or something. Some, uh, dare I say, rock monsters. Yeah, the rock monsters. They live in the rocks. So he starts freaking out. He's shooting at people. He's shooting at rocks. He holds T'Pol at gunpoint. And then T'Pol calls the ship. He's like, listen, we're all fucking hallucinating down here. So what do you want me to do? And... Archer's like, well, Trip, don't shoot to Paul now. No, no, no. And Trip's like, but I really want to because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so regular on the, on the right? waveform. But yes, yeah, so then to Paul's like, I'm going to try a little Vulcan trick I like to call reverse psychology. And which she says, you're right, Trip. I have been colluding with the aliens, but not to kill you, to, to because they're my friends and your friends, and we're gonna have a surprise no, party. It wasn't. It wasn't to Paul's idea, was it? Wasn't it Archer's it idea? Was, she just played along. Vulcans would never have this idea. Yeah, it's true. But anyway, uh, yeah. So she made illogical. She kind of. She trying to kind of sort of convinces Trip that it's not nefarious, but he doesn't really believe her, so she just shoots him anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then the next day, everyone's fine. Turns out the problem was that the wind from the storm blew in some crazy magic mushroom dust and everyone got a little high and it had a bad trip. And oh, bad that's, trip. That's, the great na- that's a great name for this Strange episode. That's what really they should have called it. Bad trip. Bad trip. Mm. So, okay. Using prequels badly. It was never it's... stated outright. But to my mind, the assumption... With Class M was just always, you know, if we use Earth standard as standard, we'll put that in the middle, and then things on either end are more extreme in any direction. But nope, it turns out we shortened a Vulcan word. We did. Dumb. I hate it. They're going to say it so much in this show, and it's going to set my teeth on edge every fucking time. wonder what word they shortened, uh, or where they got demon class planet from well his name was class y class i know but demon class yeah i just fucking again bad prequel good prequel now we know it's it's shown not told why everything's based out of san francisco because all i can figure is the only way you can simulate an experience like trip had was by just dosing the cadets and where else do you get the best acid Jesus Christ. I don't think you get the best acid in San Francisco. I don't fucking know. Frisco acid. 
Seriously, how do you simulate hallucinations unless you're just literally talking about we gave our cadets drugs? When were they simulating hallucinations? At one point, Archer mentions that like you've been through simulations of this. Oh, it was simulations. I was okay. I, I didn't. I didn't catch that whole yeah. sequence of him talking with Archer and Archer saying he talked him through something. Yeah, that was a simulation. That wasn't just a mission. Yeah, no, there was, uh, so there were two things. There was the simu- he said, mentioned there had been simulations of being in this scenario. Well, was it this scenario, or was it just, like, nitrogen narcosis? No, that was a separate out- I- I- incident. Oh. Trip is bad at emergency situations, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was the, he's the not- anecdote that he almost took his helmet off. Because he had nitrogen narcosis. That was a different thing. Okay. That That's was actually a mission. Okay. The, That's like, of high off your tits was a simulation. Which, again, how do you simulate that unless you've actually given your students drugs? I was just thinking about having a patty melt. <laughs> what? For reasons. Cool. No, because you said Frisco. Okay. Friendlies ah. used to sell a patty melt called the Frisco melt. There we go. It was a delicious patty melt. Thousand Island dressing, like grilled onions. Oh, it was that on like Texas good. toast. So Sounds good. really So good. good. And then I was thinking about patty melts. There used to be a restaurant in Cambridge called Park. Best oh, fucking patty melt. Rip Park. So good. And Rich I haven't Park. had a good patty melt. I don't even know where I'd go for one. And I've just been very depressed. If anyone has suggestions for a good patty You're melt, you're asking why in I've lost Boston all this area. weight because I've, I've stopped my daily patty, patty melt, melt intake. <laughs> what were we just fucking talking about? Oh, the squeak yeah. in the floor. The squeak in the floor. The squeak in the floor was the previous episode. I just okay, checked. well, it was very, the other one. But let's bring it back very briefly because we're here. There was no resolution to it, which is even more mad. There's going to be resolution in a future episode in, like, season fucking two. It's because they forgot. And somebody That's like, hey, there's a thing. What they decide to call back. And I thought Voyager had some weird callbacks. Let me find it. Hang on, hang on. Angels and ministers of squeak, grace squeak, defend squeak. us. Squeak, squeak, What episode is going to be? Yep, see, somewhere in season two they talk about the squeak again. Christ alive. But also, yeah, I think that episode just, as we were talking about, just some bacula acting back... Bacula? Caitlin will find it for us. If you have suggestions for where Jake can get patty melts and Mm -hmm. smashing other Bacula and acting, hit us up. It was was just a very strange scene of watching Scott Bacula crawl around on the floor in a way that wasn't at all convincing. Back chilling? I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. That sounds like it has something to do with dental work. (laughs) To me it sounds like botulism. You know who we need help from is Melissa. Bring this to Melissa when you see her next for show. I'll do that. See if she can come up with it. She, I mean, like, I'm pretty good, but she makes me look like a portmanteau amateur. <laughs> portmanteau. A portmanteau, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Great. So, here. so this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Manchurian Candidate. On the one hand, really needed a B-plot. Yep. But on the other hand, I don't know what you could have had go with it that wouldn't have just been jarring, so there's no solution i have i don't know maybe we could have had flocks trying to watch people fuck some more <laughs> i feel like that really worked for episode three please and no and every, yeah, no, the b plot is literally just occasionally cut the flocks doing sudokus <laughs> oh that's bad but again and doing just, that weird smile face of his since we're doing talking about flocks and jerk archer jarcher <laughs> jerker <laughs> i promise we'll stop portmanteaus eventually is like flocks is already pretty clearly upset john at about the fact that he didn't think to do the deep cellular scan on Navakabak and he's oh, dying and yeah, all that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. fucking give him a break, asshole. You didn't think to ask him to do that either. 
Not that you should, you're not the doctor, but still, like, come. And he even kind of stops in the doorway, like he realized maybe he'd kind of overdone it, but then didn't actually say anything and went off. It's like, God damn it, Archer. There were aspects, it, like, this would have been a fine half hour long episode. Yeah, I think I liked, once we were in the caves, I was like, okay, I'm down with watching people hallucinate. Right. That's kind of fun. You can just only watch that for so long. Uh, and again, wish... they, they understood, let Connor Trainer do all the acting, just yeah. let Mayweather and the extras go to sleep. <laughs> they can just take a nap. They just went to sleep, and it's like, but like wow, like, okay, like you did that. That's just so stupid. Uh, <laughs> we get so much fucking trip. So much. Not um, I don't really like Trip that much, I have to say. Really? He hasn't won me yet. I mean, he's definitely... I'm curious to see what He's will definitely happen. the strongest actor, I would say, on the show. Porthos. Right now, yeah. Porthos is the best. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it is it's it is strange to me that, okay, we set up this, this whole away mission, and we've introduced a new character in Cutler, who's, you know, who's going to turn up some more, so it's not like a, a one-off. And we've seen this, that her actress before. Kelly Waymire. Yeah, I think she was in DS9 show. Yeah. No, Voyager. she was in a Voyager oh, show. A Voyager she was show? the she was the the jealous girlfriend in the in uh, Muse. Oh, you're right. Yep, you're jealous right. Girlfriend in Muse. The one where Balana crash lands on an alien planet oh. and the guy has to, like and they, and they make Greek plays about. I think I might have even mentioned it when we watched that. Or... It's possible. I know I thought of it. Yes, but that's her. And she's fine. She's fine in this. Yeah, no, she's she's fine. I, wa- I wanted I wanted her and Novakovic to bang. Yeah, I didn't care for him. She could do better. <laughs> I thought they were banging. I sort of thought that I mean, was important. No, because Flox wasn't watching, so how would you know? Hey, um, Creeper But yeah, Flox. so they go, through the, to go to the trouble of introducing this new character and just having Mayweather around, mm-hmm. and then they just take a nap for most yeah. of the episode. Okay, That's okay, but true. Mayweather does get neck pinched. He does get neck pinched. Which they really liked focusing on real tight. Like, hey, look, nerds. It's a neck pinch. I missed thing. him getting neck pinched. Son of a bitch. It was really quick. I That's why he's complaining about, oh, I must have twisted my neck. Oh. And DePaul kind of makes like, face. That's, good. That's a good DePaul so. face. Thank you. Uh, no, because the whole because the whole time I'm thinking to Paul stun everyone. She had a gun. Where did the, did she have this gun the whole time? Son of a bitch, to Paul, you can take this whole room. Trip did take yeah, it trip, away, trip from took her away from her early on. She got okay, it back. she got it back. Fine then. But yeah, in that case, neck pinch everyone. You can take them all. Neck pinch everyone. Right. Yeah. She does have the strength of what five, ten humans? How ten Grinches plus two? Ah. And her heart grew. No, her heart never grows. Yeah, She's no, no sizes, not a single size. Professional Vulcan. Well, and again, the weird part is because their hearts are like where their livers should be. Like it would just cause a strange bulge in the side. There's no rib cage to but contain then where's it. Where's her liver then? Where her heart should be, I guess. No, it doesn't necessarily follow that. That's the case. The knees. Yeah, definitely I, the knees. No, that's I, where her genitals are. I honestly, <laughs> I am willing to bet that is a thing Star Trek just has well, completely ignored. Can you imagine if you had a vagina behind your knee? That would be terrible. I'm sorry, but like. I mean, if you had a vagina behind your knee, you probably wouldn't give birth the same way that humans do. You would probably be a release of eggs into some kind of stream. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And I'm all for it. Anyway, I wanted to get back. That's not weird. Uh, so originally, they were planning on Novakovic dying. And then I think the, what, what I read was Bakula was concerned that if this if Novakovic died and they didn't like make it a big deal that this was his the first death on his ship, that it would come across as... I don't know, like, impolite or something. Well, I think, I think that's got, true. He's got a point, yeah. I think that's a great In point. In which case, they could have cut some of the constant screaming at rocks. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of screaming at rocks Well, in yeah, this I mean, episode. that would have been an interesting B-plot, potentially, is like, Novakovich dies. 
Mm. And now we're dealing with oh my god, and we, and and more people could die. And more people create could die. more tension. Yeah, yeah, maybe that could have fixed it. Could have raised the stakes. Yeah, because yeah. again, it would, it would kind of go well oh, with stakes. that aspect from the previous episode, where it's like we really didn't think through a lot of the reality of this, and the reality is some of us are going to die out here. Most of us. So many. Everybody but Porthos. Good. Yeah, I mean, I also think if, if we were concerned about, you know, what, what else is the B-plot, maybe we wouldn't need a B-plot if Mayweather and Cutler and Milovakovich did more things. Because mm. as much as I'm here for the trip screams at walls show, which I could watch for days, you can't have it be a whole episode of also fucking T'Pol repeating herself every fucking scene. I'm not. Everything's fine. Look at my Vulcan acting. Is it good or not? No one can tell. <clears throat> Jolene, what? <laughs> I can't tell if she's a good actress or not because they gave her a Vulcan and Vulcans are a coin flip on if you're actually acting or just not acting. I will say there's ways to be a Vulcan badly and so far she's fine. Well, I would say laughing and throwing your head back in a great big guffaw is a is a good way to be a bad Vulcan. You're a Vulcan. Fucking Voldemort. Idiot. Uh, You're a Vulcan. Uh, when that weird Starship. bastard in 5 Starship meets Cybok. Oh. And just immediately decides he's a laughing Vulcan and not a Romulan. Yeah. A laughing Vulcan would be a great bar. Ooh. I feel like there's something in universe called the Laughing Vulcan. Stop I'm gonna look it. that. The up. Laughing Vulcan and his dog, I think, is a story. Is that what it is? Something that sounds like familiar. That. that sounds right. I think the I think Jake Cisco brings that up at some point. No. But I could be nuts. Can we talk about how big fucking nerds these guys are? Such, nerds. Such big nerds. What did y'all think of the rest of this episode? Yeah, eh. it was fine. It was just like it, it was, was like a cheap space madness. I think it had and more going on than fight or flight. Ish, but I yeah I I wasn't as I wasn't here. Here's what it was. I wasn't bored to tears, like I was in fight or flight. I was. I so this one I actually kind of remembered, and I was just so I kind of went in with like, oh yeah, this one's fine. And I think I never quite broke out of my preconceived notion. I just remember what's his name grabbing a flower, taking a big whiff. And I'm like, no, no, never smell <laughs> the knew. flowers. You knew right away. I knew he was fucked. As soon as he started acting crazy, I was like, bro, I told you you should never fucking smell that flower. Okay, you should also never camp. Never camp. That's true. You're accurate. Here's the other question. Should they have brought the dog with them? Because I feel like this is, again, another invasive species thing. You bring the dog down there and the dog's going to, like, shatter and get fleas out. out Take a big dump. Take a dump and ruin the ecosystem. (laughs) Where no dog has gone before. (laughs) But they added that they did did the dog thing for that line. Of course they did. Of course. It is kind of cute. It's a cute line. line. Oh, I also enjoyed just cute, like, taking pictures. Yeah. But then he doesn't get to be in the pictures. Yeah, well, you know. But I immediately thought of fucking Bender. Neat. Yeah, and <laughs> that running gag they had. Yes. Yeah. But I, also, like, what I, I thought get... was, man, that is a great example of an early two thousands digital. It really camera. is. But yeah, like that. That again is just this nice touch of like, yeah, they're early days still, so they're kind of tourists. Like they are our actually first, our first away mission together. They're like they are a little less military sometimes than all other treks, and that's again I think that is nice because again they're less structured. They're kind of still making shit up, and they have this Vulcan telling them what to do every single fucking instant of their lives. Again, many times she's not technically like yeah. Maybe you should have sent unmanned probes 
first. It's just the inconsistency of it. Like, last episode, we see this ship, and she's like, there's nothing useful we can see from that ship. Let's leave. And this one, they see this planet, and she's like, "Where we will send probes to this planet. It's like, which is it, fucking bitch? Well, I think it's, it's her trying to compromise. It's like, all right, fine. You want to stop at every fucking backwater. Can we at least do it the Vulcan way? And they go, that's boring. And to reiterate, we don't live as long as you. We don't got time. They have all the time in the world. They have time to search for a squeak. <sighs> for a whole fucking season. <laughs> Oh god though, some of oh boy, some of that early two thousands TV CG. Like what, like what? They were just a lot of the oh, panoramic god. shots. The, honestly, those were more forgivable. Mm-hmm. My main issue were like there was one scene where they were like, no no, this isn't just a park in Los Angeles. Look at this mountain range we very badly pasted into the background. And the shuttle coming in at the yeah, end. Like, the shuttle went shitty. Really, oh, yeah, there were some weird. really piss poor shots. Like, oh, guys, come on. You already had a few years practice by this point. What happened? You've done better on Voyager. <laughs> You've done worse on DS9, but only by a little. Yeah. Transporter, though, huh? Oh, gross. Fuck that guy up. That poor fucker. That was unpleasant. Oh, don't worry. Flocks will do something strange to him, I'm sure. <laughs> That's a thing, like... They don't really have dermal regenerators yet, so... Right. This guy's got a bitching story he can lie about. Yeah, he's like, oh, I've got all these leeches, here you go. But when he, when he like, later in life, Novakovich or whatever, when he's at bars and stuff, it's like, wow, why do you got all these scars? He's like, oh, I, uh, single-handedly fell off, fought off a horde of Klingons. I was on the Enterprise, you know. Not, you know, transporter accident. And... I think it was a windstorm. Yeah, and transporters are still a bit flunky. Neat. Yeah, what, okay, so I'm trying to figure out when... What was going on with T'Pol? So at some point she starts speaking Vulcan mm-hmm. because she can't help it? Question mark. No, that that was that was Archer making an excuse for her. I oh, no, I thought no, I thought that was true. I thought it was true because she was doing it before she was talking to Archer. Yeah, I think. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Before like in the scene, she just starts talking, and I wrote down why is T'Pol talking Vulcan? I thought she was just angry. Because the spores are making her crazy. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But I think part of the spores making her crazy was also making her speak Vulcan. Yeah, maybe. But then she 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 then went back and forth between. That's why I thought maybe yeah, like some I of ass- it was voluntary. I assume she was speaking Vulcan when they were talking with with Hoshi. the ship because she knew Hoshi would be able to to translate for her, yeah. and she was giving information on the sly. Mm. Yeah, I think that's true. But yeah. I also think that like she was just losing. Some control. control. It yeah. was unclear to me, and I got I got lost in why this was kind of the way they decided to do it. Maybe it was a plot point. They needed a reason for her to speak to Koshi and Vulcan. Yeah, they needed yeah. a way a way to get her out of that situation, and then they decided, oh, let's plant it earlier as well. Ta da! Yeah. Which I mean, I, I did like the solution. You know, it's like okay, I know I can talk to her and in, in in Vulcan and. Hey, Tapol, just phaser everyone. We God damn it. <laughs> we don't have the automatic universal translator like in later Trek, so... I love the... I hope Vul- Vulcans know the difference between stun and kill. No, they do not. <sighs> they only kill. They're Vulcans, for crying out loud. <laughs> there was a bit of that Vulcan sass at one point when she was like, well, I have a phaser pointed at my head. So one thing I that did like... sass. She was just stating the truth. <laughs> yes, but that unintentionally becomes sassy when a Vulcan says it. Disagree. One thing I do did like, though, is that... And this is one of the more interesting things to me about the series as a whole is like they resisted the urge to just be like, all right, it's the early days of Starfleet and humanity's already perfect. Humanity is still kind of a bunch of jerks. And there's a lot of that like, you know, like, yes, the Vulcans have been difficult and condescending. 
But there's definitely a certain amount of bigotry there. And the fact that Tripp sort of owns up at the end, like, he's not just like, I was high and that's why I said these things. He was like, some of that's definitely in me and I'm trying to work on it. And I, I just kind of appreciate that they're more honest in that regard. Like, it wasn't just space crazies, you know? Because that's what happened, you know, people say like, you know, oh, you know, he only says that when he's drunk. It's like, yeah, but that means it's in there. Yeah, it's like Naked Now or Naked Time or one of the other naked things that people do all the time. Whatever's down down deep comes out and you yeah. get to watch it. And that was, a, you know, there was a little of that in this episode. Yeah, but the fact that they didn't shy away from it, that there, there's this sort of tacit admission that like, yeah, humanity's still... They're, they're not great yet. They're still not that far removed from their worst period. And they've got a lot of work to do. And I feel like when this show is at doing well they kind of address that and that's it's, it is a theme that sort of goes through to the very end of just like this is sort of a pivotal moment where humanity could get better and become the humanity we see later or could become the worst we can do both i'm yeah. gonna do both guys here's yeah. a question do they have exometeorologists I imagine that would just be a regular meteorologist well i'm sure like weather systems on other planets are different from each other though but I bet you in terms of, like, because, like, the composition of the atmosphere probably changes shit, but at the same time, like, pressure and fluid dynamics are more or less the same. Would you have to compensate for changes in gravity, though? Yeah, probably. Mm. Mm. Or, like, the, or the elements available. What happens when it's raining sulfur? I feel mm. like, at least in the world of Trek, meteorology is a job that has been completely lost to computers. Hmm. They actually have forecasts that are at all accurate. <laughs> yeah. They probably like look at meteorology the same way we look at like astrology. Phrenology or oh. astrology, <laughs> like like some like ancient pseudoscience. This is our astrology sh- episode. I love it. <laughs> oh god. That reminds me though, for some reason. For some reason. Good, good. <laughs> They're all freaking out, even before the spores have driven them mad. About like, oh no, we forgot the food and water packs. It's like It's going to be a couple hours. (laughs) What the fuck are you freaking out about? They don't know how long storms last on this planet because they're not exometeorologists. So I'm hungry. True, but there's... That patty melt I brought. Anybody was freaking out, they just wanted a snack. But there was definitely one point where T'Pol was like, I could survive without water for days. How about you? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, humans can too. I mean, we don't like it, but we can. Mm. And I think by that point, they knew they just had to make it through the night. And they're still, but of course, by then they're more spored, so. Yeah, and also, it's not like we can't go outside. It's just that we don't, we want, don't to. want to go outside. It sucks out there. It does suck. Actually, by then, they may have gotten the order to keep away from there because of spores. I don't know. I will say, though, that was very similar to my one camping experience spores? Huge storm. Give me mm-hmm. a panic attack. Never Ooh. doing it again. Spores. It was stupid, but I did enjoy Trip freaking out about the bug with Mayweather. Oh yeah, in his his tent. You're gonna? Can we squash bug? Can we squash first contact? Now was the you want to stun it? Now was the bug there, or was that a hallucination too? I. It was so early. I think the bug was real because they posited that the spores were blown down by the. And this was the very Mm. beginning of the thing, so I think there was just legit a bug, and they freaked out. And well, because I think didn't um, his friends see it too? Yeah, Mayweather also. Mm. Either way, it was horrible, and I'm never going to space. It looked like one We're of the, uh, It looked like one of the Wrath of Con bugs. It did. Mm. Yeah, that look. Is this City Alpha Five? 
Might be. Whoa, that would be kind of yeah, cool. That's kind of fun. Because, yeah, originally it was paradisical. That would be amazing. And we know those bugs are there. Actually, we know. We know that this planet... I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. They The planet will learn at some point. I forget when or why. It gets named Archer 4. <coughs> Presumably, it's the same one that got mentioned back in TNG in yesterday's Enterprise. Hmm. I'd well... Rather, I'd rather it was SETI Alpha 5. John, for your... For your uh, contributions to the early days of Starfleet, we're going to name a system after you. And it's the one with the planet full of drugs. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, it also doesn't make sense that it would be SETI Alpha 5 because why would Kirk put Khan on drug planet? planet? <laughs> Good point. That, that, that was his plan the whole time. Yeah. He knew. He was like, oh, oh yeah, no, it's great. It's, you're going to love it. And in the back of his mind, he's like, I've read Archer's logs. Oh, you're I, fucked. I did write in my notes, they use mind-altering agents in Starfleet training, question marks. Apparently, I totally See, forgot. we had the same thought. My final note, all of this was definitely George Webb. Yeah. From the way like George Webb. story. Oh. oh. Sorry, you said George Webb, and I brain farted and thought, the James Webb telescope? George Webb. That didn't exist yet. What are you talking about? Yes, George Webb. There we go. Mayweather got to tell a story. It's true, he yeah, did. He it's did like he's the... a character on the show. <laughs> I like him. I like yeah, him too. They just him. never do much with yeah, him. Is the just... problem? Like no. Yeah, knowing... I'm nothing against him. They just forget he exists. Knowing ahead of time that he's not going to do much, like you, it colors what colors when he does do stuff. Because then you're like, oh right, I keep forgetting about you. I mean, there is a non-zero chance. That Pulaski has more lines than Mayweather. <laughs> She's definitely got more presence because Pulaski is excellent. Who's more racist? Pulaski. <laughs> True. Uh, we're not talking about McCoy though, but well, 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 connecting to that, you know, you damn dirty hobgoblins with their green blood and all that shit. Today, we're going to move on to talking about Spock, which is appropriate because we talked a whole lot about T'Pol and how Vulcans are fucking the worst. Spock them. And Spock, being our first Vulcan, is the best at being the worst. But also the best at being the best sometimes, because he does some good stuff. So as we did last week, last week, if you missed it, how how did you get here? But anyway, last week, if you missed it, uh, we did a Kirk Spotlight. Go check that out. It's on the Tumblr. It's on the SoundCloud. It's on whatever episode we just did. But this week, we're going to talk about some Spock stuff. Does everybody have favorite moments and least favorite moments that came out of Spock? <laughs> I'll tell you what comes out of Spock. hey Plomeek soup. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I got some Spock. Did you finally get some Spock ideas, Jay? Yeah, I got some Spock. Do you want to give, you give them some, to us? You want some Spocks? Give them to us. Spock, yeah. All right, so we're doing tops or bottoms first? We had tops last time, so let's do tops again. All right. I'm going to say mind melding with the Horda. Nice. Mm. I had yeah. I had that as an honorable mention. Yeah. Because I also just love Horda. Yeah, and I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I kind of put that as like a category of things. Like just... Just mind melding with yeah. random shit. Ships. <laughs> a cloud. Clouds. Cloud. Nomad. Through the wall. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's a good one because he ends up saving that species or, or that specimen, I guess. I'm going to say, I'll say, I'll this one I'll describe with a quote. They are not the hell your whales. Ooh, that is a good quote. Vermin mm-hmm. And pretty much anything pertaining to Spock in that movie. He is a delight in that movie. Swimming with the whales. Swearing at people, <laughs> neck pinching the guy on the bus, just just, just lots well, of good Spock. Well, that, that's too many things. I mean, yeah. Well, that's why it's just the ca- the, the catch-all of yeah. Star Trek Four. Yeah, not the hell your whales. 
And then I think, you know, no list could be complete without his scene in the reactor. Oh, yeah, and, uh, the twalk scene, the, the twalk, twalk sacrifice. Where he got twalked. Right, and then everyone cries. Right in his twalk. Right in Spock's twalk. Cute. So yeah, this, yeah, I think those are my tops for Spock's. My top Spock's. Top Spock's. Who else has some top Spock's? All I can think of is a bottom Spock, which is how much he loves Nazis. He does love Nazis. Well, we're not, we're not on bottoms yet. Well, wait, 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 hold hold that one for a moment. So Jake took to a mine, the reactor room, Yep. and... Star Trek Four, <laughs> basically. Okay, I lie. I was gonna specifically say like, yeah, yeah. Be more specific cr- so I can ha- get more screenshots. <laughs> just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna mind meld with this whale because why the fuck not? And causing a whole scene. I love that. It's great. You Maybe care. they're talking to that man. man. <laughs> yeah, I will mention that lady. Yeah. Wow. That lady has <laughs> she's the best she's moment. the greatest actor in all of Star Trek. Did we ever look her up? Would it be kind of hysterical if she was, like, someone huge that just got to do this scene? She would go on to become Kirsten Dunst. Ah. I don't think that's true. And, uh, doing his best to overcome centuries of prejudices to reunite Vulcan and Romulus. Wow, It's a terrible idea in some ways, but it's an admirable mess of an attempt. But boy, did he go with it. He did. He did. I have a I have a, a couple of, of potentials over here. I want to go with an actual like very brilliant Spock moment because you know Vulcans are supposed to be all all smart and shit. He figured out what was going on with the ship because a, a, his chess program was broken in court martial, mm-hmm. and that's just fucking clever. And I'm, I give him a lot of credit for that scene because that's smart. Good moment for for Spock there. Also, I shouldn't give Mirror Mirror because that's not technically Spock. Oh, I was just thinking Mirror Mirror, actually. I know, right? It's a Spock. Do you want to give that one? I'll give that one. It's at least Nimoy, so. Tell us about Mirror Mirror, Caitlin. Well, I'm assuming you mean at the end when he realizes that... He should kill Kirk? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And bring some peace. Yeah! Bring, Bring peace to the Mirror Universe so that all of Deep Space Nine can happen. Actually, that might be a bad thing. <laughs> nope, now I like him even more. No. I'm also going to give oh. it to... Oh, do you have one? Bread and circuses when he yep. and Doc are touching yes. dicks. <laughs> I mean, also, like, he just... McCoy can't fight. He, he's McCoy. He's bad at it. I mean, I love the guy, but he's he can't fight. And, and um, Spock just... He basically fights two men because mm. McCoy's not doing anything. Oh, here's a good moment. Totally playing, or not, question mark, the Romulan commander lady in the Enterprise incident. Oh. Because is like she's into him, and he's like, all right, I'm going to run with this. But it's like, you know, you could, you could, have, you could have that. Is uh, that the root of it? The root of what? Is that why he was like, I have got to get Ro- Vulcan and Romulus back together. <gasps> yes. She will be so impressed yes. and will fuck me. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was going to do it anyway. True. She I can was, fuck her without breaking treaties. She was into it. And you had cannon. I'm gonna pick one more. I'm gonna pick. Oh, here's just a really random one because I another little clever moment for Spock that I'll throw on my list. I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> From I Mud, which causes the the two twin robots who are the exact same to fucking brain uh, like fuck. 
Brain fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it works fine. That's, that's a thing I said. I mean, brain I'm, fuck, that's more demolition man, but... Just a good moment from Spock. Do you have any others you wanted to throw in there, Caitlin? Oh. Oh, well, I like the Ermin violin thing. The what what? When in Trouble at Tribbles, when he's like sort of digging the Tribbles, but he's trying to pretend that he doesn't. I don't remember. The violin thing? He's He mentions that like, you know, an Ermin violin would be pleasant to listen to or whatever, but there'd be no point in having it or something. It's something like that when he's trying to pretend he doesn't like Tribbles. That sounds familiar. I don't remember it specifically. Fine, cut it. No, no, because I can definitely, like, hear Nimoy saying Ermin Violin. I just don't remember the exact line or situation. Yeah, I don't remember either. You have out-memoried us this time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the uh, Laughing Vulcan and his dog was actually from Disaster. It's one of the things he suggests singing to the annoying children of annoyance when they're climbing the turbo lift. Or no, they want to sing that and he doesn't know it. So he's, Is that what it, Okay. Yeah, they're like, oh, we could sing this song. He's like, I don't know that song. Let's do Forever Jacques. He actually knows that song, but it's the baby shark of the 24th century. And he's like, no, I do not need it stuck in my head. Oh, that's what it is. Doc is like, but they make a pleasant noise. And he's like, so would an ermine violin doctor, but I see no advantage in having one. <laughs> I like when he's sassy. Yeah, yes. that's a good Spock line. He gets some good sass. Yeah, see, Spock knows how to do sass. I, I'm not convinced to Paul next to do, can do can do sass yet. No. And also, I feel I feel like Spock's just default setting is find things fascinating. Yeah. Which no Vulcan, no other Vulcan ever really does. Well, that's his human half, you know. Maybe, or maybe it's his science officer half. I think but it's maybe seems to be a science officer. It, it's his human half tempering his Vulcanness, and that's a, that's that's how it, that's what it is. He's the best of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is T'Pol's job? Is she just first officer? Or? Science officer as well. Is she? High she's got an eye thing like he has. Yeah. yeah. She's she's a great scientist. She has zero curiosity. Right. Which you think would well, go hand means, in hand? But... That means she's very objective. Mm. Yeah. But Spock had curiosity, and I like and I like that about Spock. But Jake, when has Spock made you upset? That son of a bitch, Spock. All right, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's these are a few of the times I am. I, I don't know if these are the best, but these are ones I, I occurred to me that I think count. The time that he killed his best friend in the whole wide world, Kirk. Over yes, <gasps> over some broad. Yep. Um, I literally wrote down everything about Pond Far. Yeah. So. <laughs> when, and, and I think we can all agree that that Pond Far enough. Yep. This is Pond Far enough. I'm gonna say another uh, another one, and this again is sort of a category, but I'll cite a specific example for the purposes of reasons. Having fucking extra eyelids. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really Spock's fault. But that's not, the writers. Not telling yes, anyone. That's, he that's the category. Ah, the not. To, yes. Not yeah. giving up anything. Yeah. Another good example of that is like, oh yeah, the ambassador and his wife are my parents. By the way, which I will tell you when they're next to you. Yeah. Oh, or, or, awkward. Or. When it's very, very applicable and people need to know that you're going through Ponfar and be like, nope, I'm not going to tell you because it's a weird, weird sex thing. Oh, that terrorist? Yeah, half-brother. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just just playing it too close to the vest. Yeah, he does that all the goddamn time. And then I think uh, I'm going to give my top bottom marks on this one by a mile. I know I usually say in no particular order, but this one is definitely my least favorite Spock moment. Of all time, 
the fucking assault of Valeris. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, that's probably yep, on yep, everyone's yep. list, right? It's on my list too. I Mine was, too. I was waiting <laughs> for someone else to say it yep. because I have some spares just in case, and I was like, "Yeah, that one's going to be on a lot of lists." Yeah, no, that's on my list. It's just also the the way they shoot that scene is just so uncomfortable and violent. Well, they clearly want you to be though. But it's gross. It is. But again, they want. Yeah, it's supposed to be a violation. It's so non. And ultimately pointless. The funny thing about like something like that, like they invented the neck pinch mm-hmm. so that Spock wouldn't have to punch people out because that felt not right for Nimoy or not right for a Vulcan to just punch people out. They wanted to do something that was more cerebral and interesting, and they do the mind meld so that you can you know learn about people. But to use the mind meld as a weapon that sounds counterintuitive to the character. Yeah, yeah well, but get... this is Spock Mach Two. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. But also the one who banged Robin Curtis. Neat. Neat. Everything about Pop. Maybe she liked it rough. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the Valeris scene, definitely on my list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, wiping Kirk's memory at the end of Requiem for Methuselah. Yes, I have that one too. That one's fucked up because it's without any consent. Yep. Fucking damn it, Spock. And also, again, I think we probably said at the time, but like everyone else remembers that mission. What happens <laughs> when they mention it to him? Uh, Who knows? And this one's a, a bit more... Vague, I, I, it's hard to tighten, but his motivation in the motion picture. He basically just shows up for essentially completely selfish reasons. Mm. And it works out for everyone, and he kind of is like, oh yeah, that's right, you're my friend. I, I was reminded of this. But like his initial sort of reason for showing up and helping and getting involved was because he heard this mind from space and felt maybe it would be able to solve his personal issues. And it's just like... That's actually kind of dickish if you think about it. Right, because he was in the middle of some... The colonar? The colonar, yeah. A colonarscopy? Um, That's the one. And he's like, but wait, the Enterprise. I have to make this about me. Yeah. And he kind of semi-hijacks the mission. He does, that's true. He really does. I'm going to take this EV suit and just go fly Uh, Again, it it all ends up... I don't mind meld the space thing. It ends up... It ends up working out. But when you actually look at his motivation, like, not in retrospect, you're like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> wait, the, wait a fucking minute. We didn't tell anyone you were doing this. We could have just left you here. <laughs> Idiot Spock. He does some very stupid things. He does. Well, that three, yeah, those three things from yeah. Chris. If you want to, if you want to spare because you overlap with Jake so much, feel free. Nah. All right, all right. I have, I have too many on my list. I have way too many on my list. Okay. We already talked about everything about Pond Farm. Taking that <clears> off. That's, I'm... Like, ugh, I'm so angry that they made Ponfar a thing. Because it's all, it's an interesting el- episode, but it's just the fucking wrongest. It just needed to then just never be mentioned again. Yes. I'm gonna say every fucking thing in the menagerie. Because hmm. deciding, I'm just gonna go, mut- like, effectively mutiny, kidnap a whole lot of people, not tell anyone what I'm doing, steal a ship, make... Make Kirk almost die in a shuttle pod because Kirk didn't know he was going to make it back to the ship alive. All because I've decided, without telling Pike, how Pike's life is going to go. And that's fucked up Spock. It never occurred to me. I always think of him as him kidnapping Pike. But yeah, he 
ostensibly kidnaps the entire crew of the ship, doesn't he? He's a ba- he, yeah, he, he tricks everyone, and yes, you're supposed to say, like I, like I said earlier with the chess program thing, it's very smart that he, that he did all this, but it's also fucking fucked up. Spock, you mo- monster. Spock monster. I also want to say, whatever the hell was happening in the Tholian web... Yeah, he was pretty much just ready to write Kirk off, wasn't he? Yeah, they were gonna, well, it was also they were just all out of character that whole episode, and it felt well, wrong. Yeah, because Kirk was being a jerk to everybody, wasn't he? Kirk's a jerk. No, no. he was. He was. Kirk was no, missing before, in space before he went missing in space. Oh, Kirk was. Was he? I don't remember. It's kind of been too long. It's possible. But is that the episode where he's acting like with Enterprise? I might be mixing up with Enterprise incidents. Yeah, right, that's the that one where he's acting like a jerk, so everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's when Kirk's a jerk. Yeah, the the Tholian web is where Kirk just vanishes into space. Oh right, that yeah, I knew that, but I just couldn't remember why they ended up going over to the Defiant. Defiant. I was gonna say Constellation, but that's a different one. Yeah, I think because it was it had been webbed and the crew was missing, but the ship was still kind of there, and they were trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm. But yeah, that no, you're right. That's the one where like. Bones and Spock were having a Yeah, fight. they were having just a little tiff the whole episode long, and it was just meaty. It was just dumb. It was mediocre nonsense, and I hated that. It felt out of character for both of them. And my last one's just going to be just a little thing, because why not? Because it's the best one on my list. Not thinking about the Captain Christopher legacy in Tomorrow is Yesterday. Because they decide, they bring on Captain Christopher, and they're like, eh, he doesn't ha- he doesn't do anything particular, particular in the universe, so it's okay if he doesn't make it back. And then they realize, oh, wait, his son goes to Venus or something. And if anyone really should have been thinking in the long term, it's him. It should have been Spock. He should have had that fucking down. I mean, they've clearly fucked it up, though, because at this point, so right, Captain Christopher... 1966, 67 or something, right? Temporal Cold War. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Say, because his son has got to be in, like, his 50s at least by now. Yeah. So. T- Temporal Cold War. Okay. Told you that's what they were going to do. Remember that time that Spock took uh, credit for Uhura and uh, Chapel's brilliant plan to save the men in Siren Planet or whatever? Yes, I do! And I really feel like that was just the writers like forgetting that they wrote it a different way. But as it far was as a terrible but, show. but what the fuck, Spock? This is from the Laurel Eye signal. signal. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that. What a what a little bitch, Spock. <laughs> Thankfully, Mister Spock had a plan. Get the fuck out of here. Wow, I have just forcibly ejected that whole series from my mind. So well done. Well, this should show you that. how hard I'm scrambling to come up with things about Spock. No, no. Clearly, that really made an impression, though, because you remembered it. Well, I liked that episode because it was all ladies. Mm. Then they yeah. fucked it at the end. Yeah, lady episode. That's why I was mad. That, that's probably why I really remember about it because it makes me righteously angry. Was that also the one with one miscolored arm chapel, or was that a different one? I don't remember which one that was. What else have you got, Caitlin? You had one before, and I didn't write it down. What was it? He loves Nazis. He loves Nazis. He does love Nazis. He does love Nazis. He loves mind rape, and it's kind of I feel kind of bad for the doc because he forces his brain into his brain. It's Katra. Katra, thank you. Oh yeah, that is kind of good of him too. I mean, like it's for the it's for the best ultimately, but it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't warn him. He had time to warn him. <laughs> also, whatever the fuck he was wearing at the start of Star Trek Four, <laughs> that fucking terry cloth. I would say that looks gee. comfy as fuck. I want one for myself. I mean, he pretty much wears that through the whole movie, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess he does. He mm. looks like a fucking. 
Wait, not Search for Rock, for uh, part four. That's what I think yeah. I, I said four. Oh, I think so. I think right. I said four. Now I'm not positive. Well, yeah. I, I meant four, to say yeah. four. Yeah, four is when he's wearing the weird, the weird gi. Yeah. Which, again, like... It looks like it's made of towels. Yeah. It, <laughs> he, was like, he was the director, and he was like, I want to be the most comfy person on this shoot. Smart. I mean, it's a good thing he was made out of towels, because he went swimming with those whales, True. and he <laughs> dry off after. Uh, I have a couple honorable mentions that I was... Uh, they were close. I can't tell I can't tell if I would have swapped any of them. Not stunning both Kirk and Garth in Whom Gods Destroy. Because mm, it's true. like, okay, when you got you got a double double Kirk going on, you got stun settings. Like, we just we just saw with Topol. Son of a bitch. It all, it all works together. You stun them both. That's true. Don't, don't wait. Do it now. It's not like in any other movie where it's a normal gun. Like, you actually have a gun that can just make people go to sleep. It has a nap setting. That's what they should call it. Not stun and kill. Granted, nap and kill. Granted, when, when T'Pol shot Trip with the with just stun, it like, it threw him into a wall. Well, they haven't exactly tuned. <laughs> yeah, yet, stun, stun is, is not so much a guarantee as a theory in well, these early phases. Especially because she hit him from pretty close up. Like, they always say that even at close distance, stun is mm, pretty true. dangerous. Oh my but, god! Wait, sorry. I meant to bring this up earlier and I'd forgotten. Bring it up now and insert it in. Uh, no, it's staying here. Yay! Last week, one of my biggest complaints was that why did they have two different types of ray gun on board? Okay. So they could so they could have the big phaser reveal partway through the episode. Ta-da. But they did mention in, in Fight or Flight that not everyone is rated on the phaser yet. Oh, that's true. So the fuckers retroactively... They're like, Hoshi, you get this slingshot. The rest of us get guns. Well, then you actually... That's the thing. She hasn't been rated on it, but he's like, eh, fuck it, take one anyway. It works the same as every other But game. in yeah, theory... Yeah, pointed at what you want to die. Die, yeah. But still, in theory, that is actually an in-universe explanation. Not everyone is fully trained on the phaser yet. Although, again, how different is a phaser from the other ray gun? But whatever. Sorry, go on. Yeah, another honorable mention. And this one... I probably should have swapped this for the Christ- Crafting Christopher thing, but That's I wanted fine. to bitch about the Crafting Christopher thing. Crafting. Everything yeah. in Galileo 7. <laughs> yeah, he fucks that up pretty good. Spock, you can't lead. Don't do it. Don't try. Is that the one with Alexander? No. What's his name? What's the little, um... That's Plato's no, the... children. Yeah. Yes, his name is Alexander. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, Galilee, that's the one where they're trapped on, on the... Planet. On the planet. With the being, giants. Being, and Bigfoots are attacking... Yeah. And Spock has to decide who lives and dies, and he's really bad well, at it. I don't it. remember this at all. It's clearly, funny. They clearly, were clearly were... they were. What they, they were giant cavemen. I'm sure yeah. they had big feet. That's true. Well, I mean, they did insofar that they were giants. But it's funny. I I had a total brain fart. Said Alexander, and I was like, "That's TNG," because I forgot <laughs> that guy's name was Alexander. And I was just like, "I don't think they ever met." I was about to argue with you and be like, "Actually, it's Deep Space Nine, but it's both." <laughs> true. Yes, but I was thinking all of Alexander was Deep Space Nine because. Of course, Loxana is in both too. So I was true. Yeah, but that's the thing that like Alexander of Deep Space Nine is good. Yeah, like there's good Alexander content on Deep Space Nine. Good Loxana content too. Not good. Two. He did like two episodes though. They're too good. And they're totally okay. But this isn't Alexander week. This is Spock week. One more. Is it ever gonna be Alexander week? God, you better believe it. You can have that one on your own. Uh, last one, just immediately jumping to wanting to kill Mitchell in Where No Man Has Gone Before. I mean, that's a good, right? That's good. That's, that's, that's true. That could fit either place. <laughs> Sorry, Captain. Your best friend has been possessed by space. 
We must kill him. We There's have... got to be another way, Spock. No. That's right. I forgot how eager Spock always nope, was to must kill. kill. In like the first season and a half <laughs> of Star Trek. It makes Janeway's <laughs> lust for blowing up the ship look almost normal. Yes. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God, he, yeah, I forgot about that. He really, he wanted to murder so much. Quite a lot. I mean, that's <laughs> logical. It'll take care of the problem. Yeah. Quickly, without pain, without risk. I'm not T- saying it's good, but it is logical. TOS, way more Vulcan murder and mineral rights debates than you'd expect. A lot. So many so mineral much. rights debates. So much mining. Just Dilithium every other week. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't have to do the outros anymore. It's my, oh shit, that's right. It's my new favorite <laughs> I forgot. thing. Oh, Shut <laughs> up. Because speaking of dilithium, I'm going to fucking dilithium if we don't get the air conditioning turned on soon. Dilithium. Well, thank you for joining us as we take our first tentative steps into Enterprise proper. Next week, we shall continue the trend with Unexpected and Jake's favorite TV series, Terra Nova. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget who it is on this show. Is it Braga that ends up working a lot on Terra Nova? Probably. Might be Braga. I don't know. It's terrible. Braga, damn you. It's a terrible show. We, but should, I, we, should, review, we should review it sometime. Oh, boy. Oof. There's not much of it. Yeah. Thank God. Thank fucking God. So, yes. Uh, as always. Uh, fuck, I forgot how to do this. Found us on social media. We're on Facebook and technically Twitter, but I don't think we really use it anymore. And we should just oh, get I, off I, there because it's I a cesspool. Sh- I share our things at least. Isn't oh, good. It, isn't it called X anyway? Yeah. Ugh. And subscribe to us on your favorite platform. We... Post via the SoundCloud. Is that everything? Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we just blank it now. Just whatever you use. We're there. We do? Probably. I started doing that. I don't name them all. Yeah. Tumblr. Yes, there we go. I there's something else. We are on Tumblr. We we recently posted the fanfics, and we'll have the things we talked about today, about the Spock. It's, It's a good time. We have a lot of stuff there, thanks to Ames. So, yeah. It's my second job. It's your second I, job. I don't know why I did this to myself. I, yeah, it's it's a lot good. of fun. I find it very satisfying. You can't help it. You just like having another column on your spreadsheet. That's I what it is. Really, I really... That's exact. Nope, she found it. That's mm. what it is. And it's color-coded blue. It is, I've it's noticed. The, it's the blue yeah. column. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I probably look at the spreadsheet the second most after you. And the... I mean, in the so, gap between you so and me is... far as you look at it at all, yeah. I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> Got <laughs> well, I will get better at these again. It's been a while. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. And now for the necessary silence for the fucking slug, which is dead. Oh, dead poor slug, slug, dead slug. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Turn the AC on, Jesus Christ.